Welcome! You're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams, here with my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us and taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday. Easiest way to remember that is to hit the subscribe button on your podcast platform, your favorite podcast platform, that is. Also, share it with a friend on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and rate and review on Apple Podcasts. A few extra minutes will absolutely help us get into this in the hands of so many more leaders just like you. Visit leadinghope.online to get updates and find out more about the Leading Hope community. Kevin, today is the last, last. Our, the last episode in our series, Ego, Identity, and Leadership. This is 139, One Way to Know If You're a Healthy Leader. You've stopped doing the 139 thing. Did I say 139? You said, th- no, you used to like do them all as like, as if one, they three, were single nine? Yeah. I'll start again. This is 139, one way Thank to you. know if you're a healthy leader. So <laughs> wrapping up this series on who you are as a leader, not your ability, your quality, not your impact, but your essence, not your greatness, but your goodness. We have talked so far in the previous episodes The identity part of leadership. Who are you at the core? We've talked about ego in the last two weeks. We've talked about increasing confidence. The confidence can be built like anything else. Last week, we talked about attacking arrogance. And we talked about attacking arrogance through serving, through giving, through appreciating. Today, I want to talk about one way to know if you're a healthy leader, not an effective leader, a healthy leader. A good leader, not a great leader, a good in essence leader. This is not, I want to be clear, this is not the only way. Right. This is one One way way. to know if you're a healthy leader. And this is important because, again, hey, not all effective leadership is healthy leadership. Not all people who have significant ability as a leader are good people at the core. So what they create becomes toxic. What they create uses people over time. And here's why this is so hard. It is so difficult to know if you are a healthy leader because the the typical basis of effective leadership is approval rating. Oh yeah, like that's a, this is how we measure presidents. Yep, this is how we measure what do you think about the job that they did. Yeah, and I want to say that is not always an accurate indicator of healthy leadership. Yeah, you're always going to have people who are mad at you. You're always going to have people who are upset with you. If you are doing anything as a leader at all, your approval rating will not be 100. And if you don't do stuff, your approval rating won't be 100 either. Um, I found this. I was looking for just some research on this. Uh, There's a man by the name of Dr. Chatterjee. I actually had to look it up several times to make sure that's Chatterjee? Chatterjee. That's a fun name. It is. Uh, He wrote an entire book criticizing Mother Teresa in her work. Oh, wow. A whole book! Yeah. <laughs> criticizing Mother Teresa. Yeah. This is what I say. Like, when there is a book written criticizing Mother Teresa, there are people who are not going to like you. Yeah. They killed Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe some people in our church don't like me. They killed Jesus. Okay. There is going to be people who don't. Now, I, I want to also be clear. While your approval rating can be a poor indicator of if you're a healthy leader, it can also be an accurate indicator. Yeah. And so I don't want to say that and for people to discount and be like, oh, they don't like me, but they just couldn't get on the bus. Oh, they said this, but they just need to get with it. Listen, if there are massive amounts of stories of people who have been significantly hurt by your leadership, you should probably listen at times. Yeah, for okay? sure. 
You should be aware of that. But I don't want that to be the only indicator. So I want to give you something that you can consistently look at. I want to give you something today that you can use as a pulse. And again, I want to be really clear. This is not the effectiveness. This is the essence of your leadership. So one way to know if you are a healthy leader. When something goes wrong, when something is off, when something could be better, when an event doesn't go as desired, when a meeting goes poorly, if your church world, when a service doesn't go off as you hoped, didn't have the spirit that you desired, when you think of who needs to change, which comes first, you or them? Snap. When something doesn't go well and you think this needs to be different, which is the first thing that's in your head, you or them? When a team executes poorly, which comes first, your communication or their commitment to perseverance? When an event doesn't go well, do you blame the people or do you first see the fault in your leadership? When speaking goes poorly, could you have prepared better, brought more energy, simplified your content? Or is it just the people who just aren't really engaged and that's how they'll always be? Uh, This is what I believe. I believe that healthy leaders know the change begins with them. Toxic leaders assume the change begins with others. Healthy leaders think personal transformation. Toxic leaders blame others. Be anything you want to talk about now. No, keep going. Cool. So this is why this is the case. I believe that there is just this basic construct of how healthy leaders versus how toxic leaders see the world. Healthy leaders see their leadership as a tool to propel others to greater heights. I put this as the phrasing. Healthy, the healthy leader is the scaffolding for the people. Okay, Scaffolding enables you to go higher. Scaffolding is the thing that is in place that allows you to build what needs to be built. If there's no scaffolding, we only have one story building. Yep. Okay, the concept makes sense. The healthy leader is the scaffolding for the people. They view the organization, what they're building, their gifting as the thing that helps propel others to greater heights that enables them to build what couldn't currently be built. For the toxic leader, they view their followers as a tool to build their platform. The followers are the scaffolding for the toxic leader. It doesn't matter what happens to their family, to their marriage, to their finances, to their health, they are used for a season that enables them to build a bigger platform. So how you view this is seen in your response to when things go wrong, poorly, could go better. Who is the first person that you think needs to change? Is it you or is it them? And I believe that is the most accurate indicator of whether you're a healthy leader or a toxic leader, when things go poorly and you think about who needs to change, which, I want to be clear, I'm not saying nothing ever needs to change with them, with the team, with others, with everyone else who's there. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like, I'm not saying, like, you should be aware of that, but which is the first thing that comes into your head? Yeah. Is it you or is it them? There's this, uh, man, there's this narrative, <clears throat> uh, especially um, it's a culture thing sometimes, but like even in the corporate world where uh, to get to the heights of you as you climb through, you know, wherever you're trying to get to for your career that, that 
there's no way to 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 love people and yeah. be able to uh, do what you want to do. Yeah. Like, talk more about that. How how from from a biblical sense, how we're able to love people and also pursue calling. Yeah. Let because me. That's the that's at the core. It's just like everything else, right? Yeah. Uh, change the world. Change your first self. Yeah. I said that poorly, but you know. What no, I mean. no, no, I'm with you. Uh, let me, as a pastor, put it in non-biblical terms. <laughs> Sorry. Do it. I apologize for myself. Do it. Um, you can, uh, one of the greatest dangers for a leader, uh, one of the greatest handicaps for a leader is the uh, nature to be a people pleaser. Yeah. Like you can't be a people pleaser and be a leader. It, it doesn't work. Right. Because you can't see what's best. You completely run everything off of approval rating which is kind of the other side of the deficit of what we're talking about. I can do what's, what I believe is best for you. So much of this is subjective. So much of this is difficult because you really have to do what you believe. You can't objectively say, this is best. This is what absolutely has to happen. But you can, with your skewed lens perception of the world, still be able to say, I am willing to do what I believe is best for you and best for everyone. Now, if you're, that, is, that is love. Yeah. Like, love at the core is you before me. Right. That's what it is. I am choosing to put your goodwill, your desires before myself. That is the essence of what love is. Now, Sacrificial. Yeah, if you're just willing to operate in like, I need everyone to like me, think fondly of me, then what happens is, is when you need to do what's best for them and they don't like it, then you'll be held, strangled good. by that because you can't operate in love because you're too stuck on that's hoping great. people like you. Yeah, that's great. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about is you said healthy leaders think personal transformation, uh, toxic leaders blame others. Uh, let's just get practical for a couple minutes. Um, how, how does someone, first of all, reverse that? trend i mean because most people double down on the blaming others they're not going to uh, wake up they're not going to hear a podcast today and decide hey i'm going to stop blaming others and i'm going to start thinking more transformational for myself i need to think differently what's some practical advice you'd give those people if someone's talking today I, I find myself blaming people all the time what do i need to do that's a hard question thank you i'm here to ask the hard questions from You're our welcome. viewers <laughs> uh the i don't have a i don't have an answer other than faith like it just let's go there. Okay, I think that's important. So uh, I'll I'll just be one of the I'll I'll throw myself into there. Let's it's, go. It's easy for me to make fun of myself. Um, or so, uh, before Christ, um, BC, BC, um, it was uh, it was so easy for me to look uh, at even at the people that I supposedly loved. Uh, and look them in the eye and blame them for who I was. Yeah. Right? It was so easy for them to become the, uh, the, the deficit for why I was who I was. Mm -hmm. Right? Because I didn't understand. Uh, I, I, I didn't like myself. I didn't like who I was. I didn't like who I was becoming. Right. And so blame was an easy way to go. It's not me. It's you. You're the one that made me like this. Right. And so for me, without Jesus, I had no opportunity. Uh, I couldn't see the blinders weren't even blinders. They're actually just covering the entire eyes. I can't see. I am lost. Yeah. Blind. Um, after 
being exposed to Jesus, then I realized that the only way that I could actually love someone is to realize I was first loved. And that changed everything. We so love me because he first loved us. Right. Good. And so that's how I'm able to stop blaming everyone else and internalize the actual change that needs to happen for me. Uh, and that's the only way that I could move forward in my life. I could never become the, I mean, what God has been able to do because of that is, it can't be explained, only experienced. I always say that because I can't explain the transformation that happened within me outside of Jesus. Yeah. It doesn't, there's no explanation. I guess uh, part of my hope in doing this series is that um, there is so much that is focused on increasing someone's ability as a leader. And you would say almost all of the content that is out there on leadership, gifting, culture, vision, systems, all these things, they are designed to increase your ability as a leader. Yeah. At some point in time, you have to wrestle with the question, not is what I am building impactful and effective, but you have to wrestle with the question, is what I am building good? Is the team that I'm building, is this positive? Is the ripple effects of my effectiveness, is it creating things that are positive in people's lives? And I I think that has got to come with a piece to say, like, at some point in time, um, your determination to be good is going to run out. Yeah. At some point in time, your just desire to go, I want people to like, love what they do. Yeah. At some point in time, you're going to get exhausted from the motivation for that. And you've got to be gripped by this question of what is the thing that is going to hold me in goodness? What is the thing that is going to sustain me in love when I don't feel like loving anymore? Yeah. And this is true. Like, this is true organization. This is true business. This is true corporate. This is true relationally. This is true marriage. This is true family. Like, at some point in time, and so I I think this is the greatest thing that we acknowledge that there's a deficit, is we have countless stories of people who lead great organizations whose families fall apart. Yeah. Of people who do things that are significant, and we elect these people, and we admire them, and we praise them, and we support them, but we see that at the core of their lives, there is a deficit that's taking place. And so if there is not a well in your life from which goodness is springing from, eventually, the toxic part is going to show. Yeah, and I think we see that all the time, to your point. Those are the things that we see keep happening in these different organizations. Why, why is it that the narrative seems so loud that you can't, you have, you, you can't do both. <laughs> why is that? Why has well, that come to the surface? And why do we feel as though we can't love people and have successful organizations? We can't, we can't, uh, we can't. I, I don't have an answer for that question, but I would ask uh, the, the question that I'm more stuck by. Yeah. Is why don't we care about the other side more? Yeah. Yeah, like to say it as like, uh, like I don't want to pick on churches because there's way too many who pick on churches, but to say like, well, we're we're aware of faith leaders that just leave. Man, the uh, the phrase that became popular from a podcast recently was like, "There's going to be a pile of bodies behind the bus as we drive over them." Yeah, and to go like, at what point? And that was said like early on. At what point in time would someone go? If he said that. 
what makes me think I'm not going to be in that pile? Yeah. Like, what makes me think that that's not going to be me someday? And why would I want to be a part of this if the person who I'm entrusting my life with goes, there's going to be a pile of bodies? And yeah. so, like, my greater question is to go, why don't we care more about goodness than we do effectiveness? Yeah, yeah, that's a great I have question. no answer for that. No, that's good. Uh, here's the last question, and uh, and this is one for you specifically, oh, uh, not yeah, uh, because I think it's important um, that that the that the listeners hear this from you. Uh, you ask the question when you think of who needs to change, which comes first, you or them? Uh, I know that you're constantly living in both, right? Because you're trying to lead uh, an organization, a church. Uh, and you're always going to ask that question, what, what, what do I need to do better? And yeah. what do I need to help others see that they need to do better? How do you balance that? How do I balance my desire of what I need to do better and how I need to see others and what they do better? How they have to get better. How I have yeah. to get better. Okay, this is where I, I'm not going to say I'm a monster. <laughs> but I, I honestly, at times I go like, is something wrong with my wiring? And I'm not saying that. Like, I know I say that jokingly. Right. But, like, this is a question that I have. And I'm right. like, what is off? Like, uh, when I give feedback, it is, it is never for organizational purposes. Like, it really, like, the thing in my head is, how does this affect them personally? Right. How does this affect them individually? And as I am giving the feedback, I am monitoring my ability to give feedback. <laughs> I know. It's so stupid. <laughs> But it's just like, like I go ultra like, awareness. like when I when I walk away of giving feedback, I'm always thinking to go, how could I have done that better? How could I have give, done a better job of giving them feedback of the thing that they need to do better? And uh, yeah, I yeah. don't have a better answer for that. I mean, but you're actually doing that the entire time. Yeah, I realized I would say one of the things that I realized early on is um, I was actually this sounds strange, but it is a fault. Like I want to be clear. It is a fault. Yeah. Is to say I was only internal. And I was only, what do I need to do differently? And then I realized at some point in time, the thing that I needed to do differently was to actually give feedback to others. Because, yes, the change had to start with me. But it was over-inflating my importance by assuming that if I changed, kept changing, yeah. then everything would change. And to say, no, we all need to change. We all need to adapt to yeah. culture. That's and good. so it had to ripple out. That's good. We'll leave it there. Episode 139. One way to know if you're a healthy leader, wrap it up for us. Yeah, I would just say, man, in this whole series, uh, thank you for hanging with us, for tracking with us. Um, my, my desire, my hope within there is that in some way, shape, or form, that we would continuously switch the conversation back from simply effective leadership to healthy leadership, and we would understand that being a good leader and being a good leader are not necessarily the same thing, and that goodness is vastly superior to your effectiveness as a leader. That's great. Thank you for joining us today. A special shout-out to our Highland Park family. In the, yeah, what is up? Thank you guys so much. If you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed, it would mean the world to us if you did that now. Also post about it. Rate and review or both. won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you. We love hearing your stories, how the podcast is working in your life or business. If you have a story, visit leadinghope.online. We'd love to hear from you. And remember, everyone, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count.